have to win there. Painter understands that. Oh, everybody! John Hodges baptizing the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here and kept in place by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take it numbers. Edwards steps it in! It is Tuesday, December 28, 2021. You're listening to the last episode for the Boiler Breakdown of 2021. Evan Webb and I are back after taking a week off for the holidays. How are you doing, Webby? How was your Christmas? Doing well, Tan. Doing well. Christmas was good. Uh, a lot of traveling between my family and the girlfriend's family, but it wouldn't be the holidays without it. So how was, how was I yours? Hear you. I hear same, same. A lot of travel this year, but it was yep. all good, all good. I think we're both wearing some new Purdue swags, so yes, sir. everything, everything's good in Boilerland. We're gonna have a fun show here, wrapping up 2021, talking about some of our favorite memories, Purdue basketball, football related, some of our least favorite memories, <laughs> and then uh, also previewing the Music City Bowl that's coming up mm-hmm. two days from now against the Tennessee Volunteers. At least as of this recording, it's good to go. <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything as uh, it seems like we're getting bowl cancellations every single day. Yeah. Even even like the uh, holiday bowl five hours prior to kickoff. That's crazy. Uh, that's just, I mean. Well, who was it that it was playing Hawaii? Hawaii canceled and then yeah. their team, the other team showed up and now they're just. Memphis playing. was already on land. Yeah. yeah I mean. It could be worse places you could be. Exactly. <laughs> At least they were in Hawaii, but it's just yeah. been crazy. Um, I, I I know UCLA today. They had to cancel because they had no defensive lineman left. Their whole defensive line room um, was struggling with COVID, I guess. So, because mm-hmm. as of yesterday, they had two D linemen, and one of them was going to be a converted linebacker. So they were going to be shorthanded anyways. And then today, I guess it got so bad they're like, "Yeah, we're not playing." But that's awful for NC State, who's already made the trip there. Awful for the fans yeah. who made the trip clear across country from, from North Carolina to California. Yeah. But, um, what do you – and this is not pre-related, pre-related at all, but what do you think – and obviously there's the whole conversation about guys opting out, especially for pro um, aspirations. But, like, I saw today that Ohio State – or the last year, Ohio State's lost a ton of guys and, mm-hmm. you know, some significant guys. And they're playing, and they're playing in – the Rose Bowl, yeah, yeah. so it's like, what's your thoughts on that? It's like, what do you, I mean, like, it's that's bad. I mean, I would hope that if you're playing the Rose Bowl, that guys like David and George would play, right? Just because it's such a special, it may, I guess it's more special for us just because we have only been there once and or twice in the last you know 60 years or whatever, right? Whereas Ohio State, you know, if it's not college football playoff, it's a failure of the <laughs> season, but that's just like, man, that that worries me. that was already that that narrative that bulls don't matter unless you're in the playoff, which to a point is true. But like you think of like that's the granddaddy of them all, and if that's insignificant now, if it's not in the playoff, then that's 
really sad for college football. Oh, I know. It's very worrisome. I think um, I think the only thing that's going to save the Bulls in general is the ex- expansion of the playoff eventually. I think that's the only way you're going to save Bulls. I don't think you're ever going to be able to stop players from not playing in them. Yeah. My worry is, and I hope it doesn't get to this point, because if we're getting to this point, it's like what's the use for college sports is mm-hmm. if players opt out of seasons once their team's out of playoff contention. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I yeah, mean, you can definitely see it for, especially those top, you know, those top really, I mean, four or five teams. I don't think you'd see it, you know, at, you know, at a Purdue or even like at a Minnesota, but I think if you see like an Ohio State, you know, Michigan, maybe not some South Michigan, because they're not really, they're really in that conversation a ton, at least they haven't been lately. But I think you see, you know, a Georgia or, you know, someone like an Alabama, if they lose two games, then yeah, I think you can see a mass exodus of guys. Yeah, it, it concerns me though, big time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think I don't think I would be very surprised if we ever saw that happen in basketball. If somebody got like clear, their teams go to the tournament, like, eh, I'm not gonna play the tournament because that's where you can make your bread yeah. and butter, unless you're already a locked in number top five pick or something. Yeah, yeah but I don't. That's a, the tournament's all completely different than postseason yeah. football. But I, I think I think they need to expand the playoff as soon as possible, and I think that will solve some problems, but not all. I think, no, yeah. you know, it dates back to Jalen Smith getting hurt in the Fiesta Bowl against Ohio yeah. State, and once uh, Christian McCaffrey opted out and some of these other big names, it just started a trend that's probably never going to stop. Yeah. Unfortunately, but it's, I mean, it, it's going to hurt attendance too eventually because mm-hmm. fans are going to be like, why do I want to spend that much money to travel or that much money on tickets and travel, hotel, merchandise, et cetera, right. to watch my team not compete because their best four players are sitting out or whatever right. it may be. So. That's, I mean, I, I kind of also, they, I think part of the problem too stemmed from just the creation of more and more bowls right. to where it gets to the point where when you got teams that are less than 500 making bowls for, you know, if they can't get enough teams. It's just like, that's just right. I mean, the bowl's supposed to be a reward. And, you know, I even think six and six is a bit, is a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Like it's still pretty mediocre, but I think that's definitely hurt, hurt the impact of the bowls too. It's just like, you know, it's essentially, if you don't make a bowl, then it was a really bad season. Whereas before it had to be like, you had to have a pretty good season to make a bowl and it was something to be celebrated. Right, and I think I did read somewhere. I think with the ex- expansion of the bowls or of expansion of the playoffs, I think it's going to eliminate about ten bowls. That's true. Yeah. So, which still probably won't impact the Power Five teams as much as it will be the the non Power mm-hmm. Five teams. But right, which is too bad because a lot of those teams that is a huge reward. Yeah. going somewhere because they're not going to have the players to opt out like an Appalachian mm-hmm. State or or mm-hmm. um, Georgia Nevada, State or Ball yeah. State or whoever yeah. maybe Nevada. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I enjoy watching bowls on TV and mm-hmm. it just feels like I haven't got to watch too many cause so many are getting canceled, but at least today there's been three games on. Yeah. Uh, I Houston, Houston beat today. Auburn. Okay. I was, I was in like, I was eating lunch today and that ESPN was on the restaurant. I was saying, I was like, Oh crap. Bowls are going on. Completely. Yeah. That's just kind of how it's been. So I just, I haven't really been paying attention. Um, my mind's been so much into basketball lately. Sure. Just there's that break between, you know, the bucket game to our bowl game and, but yeah, it's I kind of forget. And plus, there's been so many cancellations, and the really meaningful ones are starting to come up in the next day or so. So right. hopefully, hopefully they happen. Big Ten's finally starts their slate tonight. Minnesota, Minnesota plays yep. tonight. So yeah, that's when I get more intrigued is when the Big Ten teams are playing yeah. and and whoever's playing against Notre Dame, I'm rooting for yep. and things like that. And the playoffs start Friday. 
So, yeah, this is where it gets good anyways, usually. Uh, and But you were talking college basketball. Heck, I feel like I haven't watched college basketball two weeks because there's been so yeah. many cancellations. Yeah, I watched uh, most – or I watched the last part of the Tennessee-Arizona game. Like, that had been, like, the best game I'd watched in a while just because of all the cancellations and just because of the, you know, the, the way schedules fall around – christmas time where you know teams aren't trying to schedule the hardest opponent right before christmas break so yeah yeah i feel like i've watched a really good college basketball game in a while either even the purdue incarnate word game which we haven't which we never really covered because we were on break but i mean that even that i was there and that game was not fun to watch it, it was hard to even concentrate watching on tv yeah it was hard uh, to concentrate in the arena boring. just like, yeah, like <laughs> the crowd was I mean, obviously the students weren't there but even then it was like yeah. the crowd just felt so dead you could just tell the players were just like get this game over with, give us the W let's get out of here and go right. home. But right. it is what it is. I'm hoping they have a little more pep in their step tomorrow against Nichols just because it is breaks over now, holiday yep. break for them. They went home, they're back. Um, and Nichols, Nichols is no slouch. They hunt in there with Wisconsin. Yeah. So. I mean, granted, you know, Johnny Davis was at, was out that right. game, but I mean, still, I mean, they, they hung in there. They've got a guard who can put up some points. At least he puts up shots. And so if he's hitting, then it could be potential trouble for the Boilers. And then the Boilers welcome uh, Wisconsin to Mackey next Monday to start Big hopefully. Ten play. Yeah, as a yeah. Hopefully. Well, I guess I mean I guess my hope is just with the new CDC guidelines that came out that you know reduce the need for isolation. I hope that they we should be fine. I think. You know. and, the, and the good thing is Purdue's now they're all uh, staff players. Everybody are boosted, so yep. that's that should help because I don't think every team college basketball still is at no, that point yeah. yet. So the more teams that get boosted, I think the the, the better, of yeah. course. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, uh, Big Ten play is supposed to start this weekend for some teams, so mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, we get there because Indiana, UNC, Asheville tomorrow canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know when the next. Uh, I think actually Wisconsin uh, was it Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin plays Illinois State. I think tomorrow that got moved to the Big Ten Network because okay. that's one of the games on. So, so they must be good to go now. So, mm-hmm. I think it was Wisconsin. If not, it was some. It was somebody I saw on. on Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin, Illinois State, yep. eight o'clock. Yep. So that got moved, I believe, to the Big Ten Network. Since... The only game there's two games canceled tomorrow, or sorry, three. Or, yeah, three. There's Penn State, Delaware State, and Indiana, UNC, Asheville, and Florida, and M versus Illinois. Yep. So, so we shall see. I was a little concerned when I saw that Conzo Martin had it because you know his son Chase. His I home knew, around the family. Together. Yeah, I'm like, I hope he's okay, but I haven't seen anything. Yeah. So, but that that made me worried. Right when I saw it, I was like, oh crap! But, but I guess kind of, if 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 with the new CDC's guidelines, if you gotta get it, get it now. Get it now. Yes. Get it out of the way. So, yeah. because the Big Ten finally came out with their guidelines of forfeits and everything. So, um, basically. Four of it's not going to happen, pretty much. Yeah, which is the right move. It I is. Mean, that was stupid to begin with. <laughs> sat on their hands long enough. It's just like, I don't know what the hell they were doing. but I, it is what I don't it is. know why they should be the leaders in college yep. athletics when it comes to conference. And they're the last Power Five to ever do mm-hmm. anything because mm-hmm. their commissioner just sometimes is clueless. He's just <laughs> clueless. I, he wanted, doesn't want to be ballsy. So I don't know. I don't know. Enough talk of that, though. But let's let's talk about the Music City Bowl a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, Boilers going in. Uh, I think Tennessee's up to a six-point favorite. 
if I'm not mistaken, but I mean, spread. Uh, of course, we last time we talked, uh, we were talking no David Bell, no no George Karloftis because they're sitting out getting ready for the combine and, and preparing for the dra- the NFL draft. But since then, we, lear- we learned that Milton Wright's a no-go, uh, supposedly because of grades, which is really mm-hmm. disappointing because that means he won't be able to participate in spring. Yep. I mean, he could still come back and be good to go for the fall, but he's got to get his grades back on track. Mm-hmm. Dedrick Mackey's no-go in Nashville. I'm not sure what happened there. He's a fifth-year senior. Yeah. I don't know if that was a great situation. Greg Long's doubtful, banged mm-hmm. up during the bucket game. I mean, so now all of a sudden you're down five starters. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, and, and two of them are your one and two wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and the wide receivers, you're already Marshawn Rice, of course, hurting his Notre Dame, no go. Um, uh, Yasing's been hurt since midseason. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're down to Sheffield. Uh, or uh, Brock Thompson, Sheffield, Jackson Anthrop, kind of your three guys have been in the mix, and probably some new faces we haven't seen. Yeah, time for some of the freshmen or guys who haven't played at all this year to time to step up. Yep. Uh, running back situation still healthy. It looks like Horvath's to go for his yeah. last final final uh, game. That Mooney says next up. Yep, next man up. That's mm-hmm. the only mentality you can have. Um, so it would be nice to establish a run game with uh, – Horvath and Keen because I just don't know. I don't know. It's kind of going to be a preview of what life might be like next year without, yeah. of course, without Bell and Karloftis and some of the other seniors, but hopefully it's not a preview of what life's like without Melton Wright. Cause hopefully yeah. Purdue has it back. Cause he's, he's uh, set to be their number one guy next year. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm worried now. I mean, obviously I know. I, we were kind of talking right before we started recording that, you know, when the bowl game came out, I was like, okay, I don't like the matchups because it's SEC teams. I mean, we saw what happened last time. We put an SEC team at the Music City Bowl. Ugh. Didn't go well. Um, that was three years ago today. I saw it popped up on my uh, Facebook uh, memories. I was like, hey, I'm no, about no. text you. I was like, we saw a murder three years ago today. <laughs> hey, the night before was awesome. Um, it was, yes. But, it, yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to get worried. I mean, obviously, with the news of which the it wasn't surprising, but Bell and Karloftis opting out. Um, I mean, there was obviously that little glimmer of hope that maybe they'll want to play one more game, but I completely understand and I don't fault them for making the decision to not play at all. Um, but this news about Mackey and Wright, who are probably obviously Wright would be number one in his respective position. Mackey probably is number one in the cornerback position, and that worries me because. Uh, with Mackey gone, their their offense is is very high power, very high tempo or up tempo. They run three plays per minute. Yeah, it's like Ooh. I was talking with a, a coworker of mine who's a huge Tennessee fan who lives in Nashville. He's actually going to be at the game on Thursday. Um, he says a lot of times he'll be watching they'll be watching games and you know they'll try and show the replay of the previous play before and they'll actually miss the next play because they're stuck trying to show the replay because they get the ball off. So I think it's like every twenty seconds, um, which would make sense for three plays a minute, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. That worries me a lot. Yeah, I think their yeah. their past defense is pretty pretty pedestrian, from my understanding. Just with talking with Tennessee fans and seeing what they're what they're saying. Um, but when you're down, your number one, number two receivers that could be problematic. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. T- tight ends have to shine. Yeah, say tight ends have I mean, to be. Yeah. yeah, throw yeah. Miller. Get Miller the ball as much as possible. Payne, give yep. him the ball. Yeah, Pay, Payne's right due for a big game. He's yeah. been silent for like the last five games. So. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, at least a- Aiden's coming back next year. So this is in the swan song for him. Right. It's hopefully just a preview of what's going to be a monster sixth year 
for him. But uh, and I know some people, yeah, bowl games are meaningless. But um, if you can't win it, you at least still want to be competitive. Yeah, and show you can belong with some SEC talent. And and if mm-hmm. Purdue happens to get a win, that's nine wins in the season. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Carry momentum into next year, which you would think ticket sales will be up and everything for 2022. Yeah. I mean, if after a nine win season. Yeah. I mean, I remember back in 2017 when, you know, we got the sixth win. It was like, holy crap. And obviously coming up what we did with, with Hazel was like, holy crap, we got the bucket. We're going bowling. It was just like, Hey, we're, we're living, you know, living the dream. And then we win the game. It's like, holy crap. We won the game. Like, that was so games. fun too. That, yeah. That it was just, yeah, it, it can do so much for the program. Um, because really Evan, if you think about it, in our lifetime, we haven't seen Purdue win too many bowls. We got no. used to seeing them go there a bunch as yeah. as kids, but they hardly ever won the game. Yeah, I mean, I remember hard fought game at the Capital One Bowl against Georgia. Um, it's usually the ones that the bowl games I remember are the ones that we either lost or got our butts kicked, like the Heart of Dallas Bowl, or yep. I mean, obviously there was a little Caesars Bowl in 2011. But it was that, was a, hard fought win, that was a hard fought West win, though. That was a hard fought win. Michigan. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, we, we we haven't seen too many. I mean, because we were too young to remember both Alamo victories. Um, and uh, oh, this is Whoa. Sad, sad breaking news here. Uh, Thad Moody said, per Adam Scheffner, nine minutes ago, John Madden passed away. Whoa, I, I had a feeling he wasn't doing very good health wise since they ran that special on Christmas Eve about him. Um, yeah, whoa, but that's... man, that's a that's a legendary sports figure for sure. I mean, not yeah. only was he a legendary coach for the, for the Raiders, but uh, of course, uh, commentary booth. The Madden franchise for video yeah. games, which I just played a game before the start of this yeah. podcast. So, wow, that's uh, no, that's yeah. The number, I mean, he's kind of that you know that rare breed of commentators that you know is, will never be matched. You know, oh. something like him, like Dick Vitale. You know, as much as they can get annoying with just their thing, but that's who, what makes them who they are. And there's a ton of commentators out there, and a lot of them kind of blend in or there's nothing special about him, but the, the guys like Madden and like I said, Dick Vitale and, you know, Bill Raftery, those types of guys are, you know, absolute legends and they always will be kind of pop culture figures in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about Madden. I mean, Madden, obviously we, we grew up with Madden with John in the booth a little bit, but mm-hmm. we, obviously we know him a lot more from the video game franchise and how much of a role that played in our youth. And still today, so yeah. we, we play a franchise <laughs> with some of our buddies and you know, the game is still, you know, it's kind of part of our our life. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Um, didn't didn't expect to see that today. No. In the podcast, that's too bad. And, and it's you know it's a big deal when I'm saying something nice about an Oakland Raider, Raider figure. <laughs> uh, but but John was a big part of that Denver Bronco mm-hmm. and uh, then Oakland slash L.A. Raider um, mm-hmm. history. So, but uh, yeah, back to back to the Boilers. Uh, yeah, it's they got the work cut out for them. Thursday, uh, no yeah, doubt. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a away game. <laughs> it's gonna be. Oh, Nissan sure. Stadium is gonna be filled with orange and white all over the place. Oh yeah. So, but uh, hopefully the guys are up for the challenge. Uh, I mean, they still get to go to Nashville. Still get to, the seniors get to play one more game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, for the wide receivers and in maybe some other positions, time for some fresh faces to show what they can do going into the next year and into mm-hmm. the spring. So, so with that said, throw out a score prediction. <laughs> We, 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 well, we also should say that we're going to be joining yes. a, a Tennessee podcast tomorrow. They're, I believe they're called ATB. They're part of the ATB network. I've never heard of that network, but they're part of a cool network. Um, it's going to be 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, I'm sure we'll retweet out the the link that they post. But yeah, Tanner, I'll be joining them 
tomorrow to talk the game more in depth. That should be a good. It should be fun. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I mean, they're Vols fans are anything but diehards. We know that, so it should oh. be a pretty cool conversation to kind of get their perspective from it. You know, we don't know a whole lot about them, and I'm sure they don't know a whole lot about us. So, it should be a fun one. Um, yeah. But as I do every week, I gotta pick the Boilers just because no matter how much I feel about the game, I think this. I hope it's a fun game. I hope it's a shootout. That's just kind of. I mean, we. We saw a shootout in the wrong way like three years ago, so hopefully it's at least competitive. I just want that's my biggest worry. We get we get down early and it kind of just shuts down. But yeah. I'm hoping 42, 41 boilers. Yeah, I, I I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna pick Purdue too because why not? Yeah. I I want to I want to dream of winning nine games, going in the next, finishing the season possibly ranked, going in the next year ranked, mm-hmm. and uh, starting the Aiden Heisman campaign early. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 35, 34 Purdue. Why not? Aiden rocking the stash too. Yeah, he is. He is. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he can hopefully he keep his uh, interception, his uh, executive passes without an interception streak going, mm-hmm. and throw some touchdowns and get the win. Send the guys out on a high note. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. I mean, Absolutely. I'm, am I real optimistic? I'm a little more down than I was a couple weeks ago, but yeah. still, still, it's better than sitting at home or having a two win season after one of your program's best uh, years they've ever had. So um, could be worse. It could, could be, be worse. worse. Could be worse. So, but uh, before we start getting into our year in review, you're wearing uh, some yes, clothing sir. from the shop. I saw the shop released a great looking Purdue sweatshirt today. Scripted um, Purdue. Yep. So uh, t- tell everybody how they can get a good deal on that scripted Purdue sweatshirt. Yeah. You can go to uh, the shop indie.com and our promo code a breakdown for 25% off. I mean, obviously holiday shopping's done. I hope you got some extra cash for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I said they've got, I got this shirt that I'm wearing right now. Uh, I got another pretty basketball shirt that they released just before Christmas. I think they released about three shirts before Christmas with uh, Purdue Pete on it. Um, you know, drinkware. This is the new Purdue scripted sweatshirt, which looks awesome. Super comfortable stuff. Um, yeah, head online. Are there two stores? One in Carmel, uh, Clay Terrace, and one in Broderpool. Yep, absolutely. It's uh, bring in 2022 wearing some new Purdue gear. Absolutely. And, and if you uh, are hungry while watching the game Thursday afternoon, the game's at 3 o'clock, but get a late lunch or early dinner, whatever you yeah. might want, or just a, or snack. Just a snack. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to – I've I've ate – Cheese sticks make a great ate, Yeah, I've ate pizza <laughs> and cheese sticks and then ate dinner. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not gonna judge. Um, get yourself some Mad Mushroom. Of course, when you use coupon code BREAK5, you can get $5 off any order over $20. Or if you go in person, just tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you. Same thing, you can get $5 off any order over $20. And you still got a chance to get their pizza of the month this week. Their last piece of the month for 2021, which is the Reethstra, Reethza, Reethza. <laughs> it's a mouthful there. It's their signature white sauce topped with meatballs, uh, cup and char, pepperoni, green pepper, pizza sauce drizzle, and mozzarella cheese. So if that sounds good to you. Yes, very festive. Get yourself one of those, and I'm already excited to see what their pizza of the month mm. is going to be in January for the start of 2022. Oh, I can't believe 2021's coming to an end. It's went by yeah. in the blink of an eye. Feels like. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, every, every year we get older, it feels like time just flies by. <laughs> it does. But it's it's crazy just thinking back to like certain events that happened this year. It's like wow, that one. It feels like a month ago, but also feels like you know two years ago, sort of thing. It's just kind of weird how 
how it all plays out. I was doing one of my other podcasts last night, and before the show, I was thinking about the teams that won the championship this year in every sport. Mm-hmm. I got to the NBA and I froze, and it took me like <laughs> a good half a minute. To, oh yeah, it was the Milwaukee Bucks because yeah. I kept thinking the Lakers in my head, but that was the bubble yeah, year that the was year the before. Year, so. 2020, yep. Yeah, I just I just froze completely, and then I'm like, okay, the Braves won in baseball, the Buccaneers won in football, the Baylor won in men's basketball, Alabama won in college football. I'm like, okay, but uh, when you think of 2021 related to produced sports, or at least the sports we cover, men's basketball and football, mm-hmm. what do you got to think of? Just the hype going into basketball season. Just I mean that basically from the loss in North Texas, which is. Spoiler, it's one of my least favorite moments from 20. Oh, it's got to be my least it's favorite. Probably, yeah, my least moment, favorite. Yeah. But even even then, like after that game, you know, obviously the initial sting sucked. But probably right after the tournament ended, it was like, all right, this is this team, assuming they stay intact, you know, no transfers or anything like that. But these boys can do something special. And they're proven to be, you know, they're, they're you know, living up to the hype so far. Obviously, there was the hiccup at Rutgers, but, you know, what are you going to do about that in December? Um, but I, I just remember just, not, I mean, I remember I, we've, we've seen some hype around pretty teams before, but it felt like this was just different. It felt different. Maybe just, you know, being older and understanding it more and taking it all in a bit more than we did as we were when we were younger with the baby boilers. And, but I mean, yeah, this team, I just remember just like, it's crazy. Like, I cannot believe we're ha- like being in the literal conversation for national, like a legit national championship contender. It's obviously we've, we've never even sniffed a final four in our lifetime. And just the fact. Oh, that we've sniffed it. We sniffed it. We sniffed it. Yeah, I know. Gosh, date it. But uh, it just, I, it still baffles me to hear, you know, listen to other college basketball podcasts and people talking about, oh yeah, Purdue's still a final four contender, you know, national championship contender, you know, seeing Andy Katz's, you know, you know, tiers of college basketball programs and producing the tier one along with Baylor, you know, Gonzaga, and I think Duke over the, the four. Um, it's just still, it's crazy to me. And I hope it never gets old. I know it's like, it's a new feeling, but yet I can't yeah. get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a coworker day. Uh, he's like, I wish he's a big Purdue face. Like I wish it was big 10 tourney in March Madness right now. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah. Let's enjoy the ride. Cause we know yeah. anything can happen at any oh, time. Yeah. And March Madness can be as much as, as fun as it is it more times than not. It's cruel more yeah. time than not. It's cruel. So I'm like, yeah. let's just enjoy the ride for once and soak it up. Cause it's so hard to win in college basketball. Yeah. I still think back to 2016 little rock game and how, just how I, it just ruined the entire tournament for me. Like I, I yeah. could, I, I think I watched maybe three games the rest of the entire tourney. Um, and two of them were Indiana games, which were fun for me. Yep. <laughs> and then I watched the national championship game and fell asleep before the Jenkins buzzer beater, which really pissed me off the next day. <laughs> but yeah. Cause I remember yeah. I had to wake up and I was like, Oh, they hit a buzzer beater. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. And then I woke up the next day. I was like, God, national championship (laughs) yeah that was wild that was wild but But yeah that just i mean that loss just absolutely sucked that was yeah that's that's the second most painful tourney loss i think in my opinion yeah pretty fair Uh, yeah yeah other than the obvious yes even though i mean the virginia game we gave them everything we had i mean it was a hell of a college basketball game and little rock was more just like I mean, just, balls bouncing up in the air off the rim yeah. going in. That dude making it at the end of the shot clock from the freaking yeah. center of the Pepsi Center, now Ball yeah. Arena. Um, 
just wild things that had to happen in that yeah, game. Yeah, that was more just like, I cannot believe we let that one slip away, whereas yeah. Virginia was just like, that was just too, just, you know, awesome Team of Destiny. To watch. Yeah, yeah, Team of Destiny. Team of Destiny. Just, two teams just like absolute slugfest, just every team taking a punch and giving it right back to their team until mm-hmm. the, the final buzzer, but yeah. Yeah, the it, it, what I think, and it's hard to think about a ton of great moments last year's basketball season because it was just so weird without yeah. fans at games and everything. But one moment that sticks out to me is our comeback at East Lansing. That was kind mm-hmm. of Trayvon Williams coming out party mm-hmm. that game. Um, that was a fun one. Of course, beating Indiana twice and never gets old. Um, Jaden Ivey's uh, game winner at Ohio State was yeah, good one. just because it was kind of one of those, you know, you know, Ohio State was a good team last year. I think they, they were a two seed in the tournament and they lost yeah. uh, to uh, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Um, you know, just especially for Jaden, you know, he was, you know, we were pretty hyped up for him and he never really kind of, we never really saw what he could do. And then that game was kind of like, oh, okay, this kid could be, that's a, that's a, that was a big time play. And the kid, you know, he's dest- destined for big things. And I just remember being so pumped after that game because, like, it's not a game I thought we would win at all. And then, we knock them off on the road as a team full of freshmen. That's a good one. I kind of forgot about that one. That was that was a good one because I don't think we ever had any like huge, real frustrating bone crushing losses. I mean, I remember Michigan coming into Mackey, Miami, us. but that was also oh, 20, yeah. 2020. That was twenty twenty yeah. technically, but yeah, that one sucked that just because it was because we blew with such a big lead. And they were um, out without three player good players. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was 2020, yeah. 2021. So you're right, you're right. Um, another thing besides the hype around basketball, I'll remember is it's just beating Iowa and Michigan State in football, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, and just the whole season David Bell had. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so fun to watch. Um, just being the spoiler makers again, it was it was really fun, yeah. and it kind of made the nation take notice. Oh my God, if you're ranked number two or in the top three and playing Purdue, you better you better yeah. watch out. Um, yeah, I remember that Iowa game? You know, watching it was out. It was in Chicago and watching at a bar and like, holy crap, we're going to do this. Like it was obviously it was the Ohio state game of 2018. It was, but that was at home. And, you know, you have the, the home crowd magic, but it's like, holy, we were on the road at Iowa, a, a team of great, that's a great defending team or defensive team. And so holy crap, we're doing it. And then Michigan state comes down. It's like, are we really going to do this again? <laughs> and sure enough, we did. I still think that that win at Iowa might be the best road win I've ever seen Purdue have. Yeah, it's up I mean, there. I it's I mean, up there not. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously Iowa wasn't. You know, they're not Ohio State level. No, right? I mean, no, no. But but so just the fact that what you know, given the at the time, you know, they were, you know, it was talks of you know, it was them Ohio State and for the chance to go to the playoff sort of thing, and yeah, we just went up there and smacked them. And they did get killed in the Big Ten title game, but they won the West. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, and then Michigan State still had a very solid season. Um, yeah, that would kill the Heisman hopeful hopeful yep. stance in that game. So that was that was fun. And if it, it wasn't was if Michigan it wasn't State. killed, he got killed the I think following week against Ohio State or maybe two yeah. weeks later against Ohio State, big time. But but yeah, that's kinda what I what I think about twenty twenty one right away in some of my favorite memories. It goes right back to those two big upsets over top three teams at the time. Yeah. And the bucket bucket game was fun too. Getting the bucket back. Oh yeah. It's always fun. Absolutely. Um, uh, but of course, not so favorite memories. We've hit out in North Texas. I mean, get yeah. anytime you lose early in tournaments, not fun, especially to a 13 seed. Mm-hmm. Um, Rutgers already. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, crazy yeah. shot that you lose on a crazy half court shot, but just didn't play well. Just, um, 
Let's see. Football, Minnesota was frustrating. I'm tired yeah. of losing to those guys. And and looking back, what could have been, you win yeah. that game, you're, you're going to Indianapolis and uh, representing the Dame. West. And obviously, first time playing Notre Dame in since, what, 20... 2014. 2014. And yeah. Now, obviously, I mean, they were, you know, still a really good team. But, it was, yeah, just like to, we were hoping to get them back for all those all the years of them kicking our butts. And the Wisconsin game was frustrating too. So we, we I know we're naming every loss of yeah. football, but, <laughs> but Wisconsin, I mean, it was hyped out. It was the biggest crowd in Ross Satan over a decade, and mm-hmm. Wisconsin just punched us in the face, and we couldn't yeah. do do much in the second half. I mean, we were turning the ball over left and right, and uh, uh, yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, that was that was when I was calling for Aiden to be benched that game because <laughs> he threw three or four picks that game, and I don't think he threw he hadn't thrown one since. Yeah. I think part, my part of my least remember, which was weird to think about now, but just the off season for football just did not feel exciting to me. It was kind of was like, man, we we got to do something, right? Like, otherwise, it's this could be this could be really bad, right? If we have to, you know, have the conversation about, you know, what do we do with Brom? Um, very different from the conversation about basketball, you know, and going to the off season. It was, you know, just just be respectable in football and just get us to basketball season so we can watch that but yeah i just remember not being and obviously i was excited because you were going to be back in ross aid for the first time in over a year so that was exciting um but yeah i was just i remember just not being all that i was more nervous than anything just like like ugh, we cannot lose to oregon state to start the year and you know losing to there was that close game with illinois whereas i mean as we've talked about before we were you, you in the stands you said if we lose the season's over this yeah. was, you know third game in it felt like or whatever yeah. it was fourth game mm-hmm. um but i just remember not being all this which is crazy about now because obviously with the theater we had and just even the ups and downs of the season as it went on uh but i remember just thinking back to not how it wasn't fun over the summer thinking about football because i was so worried and that's why I go back to if we were to win this bowl game, then I think it's the most anticipated Purdue football season oh, yeah. in a long, long time coming up in 2022. Yeah, probably since, I mean, 20, the 2018 season, probably just because we were coming off the seven win, bowl win season. Yep. Kind of, so kind of the same thing. And yep. we were getting Rondale Moore, the Good point. I thought a freshman coming in. And the first game of the season that year was Northwestern on a Thursday night. So we were kind of kicking off the football season. Good point. So there, but yeah, it'd be. I mean, in schedule on paper, I mean, it's on paper. Favorable. It could be pretty favorable. I mean, Pitt yeah. State coming into Ross A week one's not going to be easy, mm-hmm. but that'll be a fun one. Um, and then the rest of the non-con, I think you get Florida Atlantic at home at Syracuse, uh, Indiana State at home. You should mm-hmm. be able to win those three. Mm-hmm. And then Big Ten season, uh, your cross-division opponents, I believe, in Maryland, Indiana. Indiana. Penn State. Oh, yeah, duh. Penn State. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's not not too bad. You do go to Wisconsin. Yeah. But uh, you get Iowa home, mm-hmm. um, Nebraska home. So, Doing that for sure, or is that a is that one? Well, of that's... it hasn't been switched yet. But if they don't switch it, that means we get Wisconsin at home and at Nebraska, and that'd be mm-hmm. two years at Nebraska in a row, two years Wisconsin at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll switch that just because those schedules are made so far in advance. Then COVID yeah. screwed that up. Um, I could be wrong though, but um, yeah, I mean it's uh, so so. There's there's some meaningful results on the line. Coming out yeah. Thursday. You just don't want to get embarrassed like you did last time. Yeah. It says keep it competitive. 
pretty much. But uh, and then uh, Big Ten basketball starting. It's it's exciting time for sure. So uh, any any moments I'm missing or anything? I, I don't. I mean, of course, the the sports we don't cover very often have very mm-hmm. good seasons. Volleyball made the lead eight. Mm-hmm. Women's soccer made the tournament, tournament for the first time since '09. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, women's go- basketball. I mean, obviously, it was a yeah. unfortunate circumstance for what led to the transfer. But Katie Gerald stepping in, you know, yep. one year earlier than expected, and then beating Florida State. I mean, there mm-hmm. there's some hype building there, which is awesome. There sounds like she's doing a good job recruiting, especially mm-hmm. in state. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see these other sports that we look at we, we don't cover all the time also because it's just you know there's what there was that one week where you had like four or five sports all ranked at the same time because you had basketball football was ranked which is we didn't talk about that football being ranked for the first time since what seven seven yeah which is crazy i mean we number one ranking for basketball obviously as brief as it was oh, that's good that yeah good we never saw mm-hmm. that i remember i mean obviously we knew it was going to happen but then when it finally came out i was i remember i was sitting in my car and I saw the tweet, which is a we talk about an amazing tweet, amazing graphic they put out. Um, it was like, holy crap! You know, our team is we're freaking number one. Obviously, it's December doesn't mean anything, but still, it's like, holy crap, we are number one in the country. This is crazy. Yeah, that that that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I can't believe we almost skipped over that because <laughs> um, yeah, that was cool to see because it's something we never seen before. Um, yeah, and hopefully, we see some other things we've never seen before. Uh, come, yeah. coming up uh, here into into March and April, but, but yeah, it should be fun. Um, yeah, it's uh, twenty 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 one's been one of the better years for Purdue sports, that's for sure. That's for sure. It's finally nice to see you know, a lot of the sports clicking all at the same time. It always seems like there's if basketball is good, football is bad, or vice versa. Right. Um. Yes, yeah, so it's it's a great time for Purdue sports. There's obviously Babinski's doing a, a hell of a job with everything and. You know, there's talks about obviously the renovation at, at Ross Aid being kind of restarted, which mm-hmm. is, you know, obviously that was something that was, had been in the works, but then COVID put a pause on that. And then it's like, oh man, are we even going to, we got to sell tickets for that to happen? But it sounds like it's starting to put in the, putting back into motion. There's a renovation for Mackey apparently that's happening where they're yep. going to add a few, about 50 more seats mm-hmm. supposedly. That's the plan, which is, I had, I had no idea that was even a thing. I know you said you got a, a, a job for a new club mailer about it but it was more about the reshuffling of seats i i, I unless okay. I, unless i had it in there i i gotta say i didn't read it real closely but it was about just the reshuffling of seats to make sure uh get all your information and blah, 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 yeah blah. i think uh, going back to our discussion about favorite moments i think just being that first time walking back into ross aid and mac yeah over, since obviously obviously we, we were lucky enough to go to many games over the years but obviously being away for a year and being able to walk in, that was, it was a pretty cool feeling. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a really big deal. Something I'm never going to take for granted ever again. Mm-hmm. No. Um, and uh, going, going forward to 2022, do you have any bold predictions for Purdue basketball or football or a wish list? Wish list of things you would like to see happen? I mean, besides, I guess, the obvious <laughs> <laughs> final four national championship. Yeah. Um, stay healthy. That's <laughs> yeah. For both sports, stay healthy. Yes. Um, Consistency with football, consistently good, I guess. You know, we've, we've seen it, which we, we definitely took a separate direction this past year with Brom. Um, but I feel like with Brom, there's always like when we have a great win, it's followed up with just a dud of a loss. And right. Hopefully we can, you know, especially if we can get that win against Penn State, hopefully we can kind of roll through the non-con and we start the year 4-0 and going into, you know, the rest of the Big Ten play, which would be, I mean, 
the hype chain will be through the roof at that point if we can do that. I want to see, and I know Brian Newberts mentioned this, a commitment from both sides, from Purdue to Brom, from Brom yes. to Purdue. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, Re- of course. Extend the contract, redo it, do whatever you got to do. But I just, I, I hate, <laughs> you know, yeah. I know it's just a, it's the business of college football anymore, but I hate mm. having a, a pretty good season than worrying, oh, my God, are we going to lose our coach? Right. And I'm just, I, I'm so sick of that because coaching searches are fun to watch as long as your team's not in it. <laughs> right. And it's just, it's, I mean, we're lucky with basketball to have Painter and, you know, right. it's like, you know, we can have a great year and not really a worry right. in the world that he's going to leave. Um, right. I think he's very happy and we're very happy to have him. But yeah, it's football is a whole different right. beast. I mean, college football, it's just so, it's just, it just baffles me how how different that both sports are. I mean, obviously, football makes a hell of a lot more money. Um, Isn't it funny when we all thought that COVID might change the money <laughs> around college football, and it's went the opposite direction? Oh yeah, I mean, you we're going to give massive, this coach a hundred million ten years. Here you go. I mean, you, you saw the massive bias in football. You, you know, there's a whole conversation surrounding Indiana and Archie's. Like, there's no way they get rid of him because of the COVID. And then all of a sudden, some donor pops up with what ten million dollars or thirteen million dollars whatever to buy his contract yeah. out, which. Good for them. I mean, you're getting paid uh, millions of dollars to sit on your ass and do other podcasts yeah, or something. But sure. um, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah we it's were just foolish, wild. foolish to think that it's crazy. <laughs> it went the opposite direction. It's not coming. Yeah, but um, it's it is just wild that college football. I mean, even Kansas college football drives Kansas. I mean, they're the worst ever. Basketball is great, but yeah. college football is what drives a lot of these schools. That Mooney says, open the, the checkbook. <laughs> and kept the, the pin and tell him to write this number. Yeah, hey, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I think he does. I mean, I know we talked about I think he really likes Purdue. He mm-hmm. likes the Lafayette area. His family likes it. So um, it would just be a nice feeling to know we got him secured for a little longer mm-hmm. and with the potential stadium renovations and everything, mm-hmm. just keep the momentum going. And, uh, yeah, that's what I want to see too. And, and of course, I'm, I'm anxious to get, get some of the newcomers on campus for spring ball and see mm-hmm. what they're all about. But. Um, also, I just don't want to lose too many guys to the transfer portal. I'm sure we will. I'm sure uh, there'll yeah. be some, some names that aren't in there yet, but um, yeah, because we still have to add some. I mean, we, it looks like we have to go mm-hmm. add a running back now that Christopher Brooks, the transfer from Cal, is now already backed out. So yeah, because he wants to play with Plummer. That's why. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about that on the last yeah. podcast because we took a break. That Jack Plummer is officially going to Cal. Which, which, cool Bear, which yeah, good for him. Good for him. I was, we kind of, we talked about maybe he might go, I think Nevada was one. I thought, I thought a lower yeah. level would be good for him. Yeah, but, but hopefully he Cal, can tear it up in the Pac-12. Cal's a program that has struggled really bad mm-hmm. in the recent years, but it's still Pac-12. His brother's starting quarterback for Arizona, so maybe they'll mm-hmm. go against each other. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah. So I hope he does well. He's he's one that I, I can root for. I have no problem rooting for him. Yeah. Sometimes that. Former Boilers leave. I don't want to root for them, but uh, in this case, I have no no problem. Yeah. And he graduated too, so that's always the thing where yep. it's like he got his degree, which is awesome. I mean, even guys like George Kalaf just got his degree. Yep. Um, David's gonna know. get in May. Okay, I wasn't sure about what what his. I couldn't I remember seeing, not seeing any pictures of it, but which is awesome because that shows those guys had a plan coming in. Yeah, they had a vision, they had a plan, they set up everything academic wise to get that done. They're gonna mm-hmm. get it done, like Rondell did. So good, good for them. Any projections where they go? I know we're kind of getting a little off topic, but you mean uh, pick wise or team or team. what? Team. Oh, well, I would love either of them to wear a orange and blue of the Broncos, Webby, not the Bears. <laughs> but honestly, God, I think David Bell would be a great fit for the Bears. They need some wideout help. Need yeah. Um, I, I keep seeing a lot of Karloff to the Giants. 
that that would be a pretty good fit. Um, uh, Babel, yeah, I'll go with Bell to the Bears. Why not? I'll, I'll throw uh, you a bone there. I mean, it'd be cool for Bell to go to the Colts, just being an Indy yeah. kid, and then yeah, I think he'd be he'd do a lot. He, he would do a lot of good things. I think in Indy, like you know, off the field and. I mean, the city means a lot to him, mm-hmm. but I'd hate to see it because that would make me want to cheer for the Colts, and that's something I just don't like to do. Just keep them both out of the AFC West from my, <laughs> my point of view. You don't see Mahomes the Bell for the next oh, five, six God. years. <laughs> I was worried about that with Rondell, so that, yeah. oh, Lord. Ugh. But, yeah, happy for both of them. I mean, I'll cheer them on wherever wherever they go, except if it's the AFC West. But uh, I think I think both of our teams, Webby, and I know we're off topic, they're probably going to be both looking for head coaches in two weeks. So, Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it shows where my apathy is for the Bears. I have not watched the game since the Thanksgiving game. I kind of watched that because it was on at my aunt's house when I was in the Chicago land there, or I was like in northwest Indiana, so basically Chicago. But I was kind of hoping they'd lose just because I think it was going to be hilarious if they would have lost to the Lions. But, yeah, I, they won this past Sunday night. Didn't even watch the game. It was like, I mean, we don't have a first round pick, so it's not like we're playing for anything at this point. So I'm like, I don't even care at this point. Just clean house. I was watching at my uh, dad's side of the family's Christmas, and a lot of them are Bears, Bears fans. fans. Yeah. And so they, they were rooting for the win. I'm like, don't you guys want to lose for a draft pick? They're like, we don't have a first round pick. I'm like, oh, yeah, you yeah. gave that up for Fields. So, yeah. okay, Which I'm never still mind. Totally Go ahead and win. I'm still totally yeah. fine with. Yeah. Um, I hope he can pan out. I think you can get him a line, but you need to give him some help. Yeah. So, Thad Moody says here, Kansas and their football programs proved something I read a few years ago. So my percentage might be low or high, but it was an interesting read that no matter how bad a program is, football brings seventy percent of a school's revenue for athletics. Yep. I believe it. I mean, I think that's true. Even Indiana. I mean, yep. Duke. I mean, take, yeah. I mean, just I mean, ticket prices are different. But you think about like the capacity of Mackey versus Ross Sade. I mean, it right. takes what three or four full Mackeys to equal just one full it's Ross crazy. Aid. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's yeah, crazy, crazy, football's crazy. Ki- football's king. It is, and it's uh, like we've been talking about in the podcast. It's nice to be relevant in both sports right yes. now. It's a lot more f- makes these podcasts more fun to do yeah. <laughs> every week. Uh, it's the first uh, full season of football we've covered. That's been the been. Thank good. God we didn't have a podcast from the Hazel era. My God! No. Oh my God! <laughs> We would have talked about the game for four minutes and been off the rails and yeah. talked about other things. Could you imagine if we had a podcast when we were dead last in football and basketball? Well, I shut it down. Whatever. <laughs> Done it again. <laughs> oh, we were both 21 at the time, so it might have been in. Uh, oh, that would have been a lot of, for me, bush lights and whatever you were drinking <laughs> back then. So, yeah. It's a Coors Light guy. Coors Light guy. Yeah. R.I.P. Yep. Oh man, I missed that place. I missed that place. So, um, man, but it's it's been fun looking back on a good year, mm-hmm. good year for Purdue sports, and uh, hopefully twenty twenty two is going to be uh, better. Yeah, it's better. we're getting ready to kick Big Ten season off, which should be interesting because it's obviously it's shifted a lot from what we thought going into the year. Which I don't, I don't think the Big Ten is that good this year. Um, I think, I think the bottom is better but the top is not where it was last year where you had just absolute juggernauts obviously you've got some good teams like us and i think ohio state should be pretty good i think michigan state's pretty good michigan, i know michigan andrew state. disagrees because yeah. he's on against butler but i think here. they're unfortunately pretty good yeah but i think i don't know if we'll have the typical 
seven, eight teams in the I, I don't know. Maybe Andy, we will. Or was it Lenardi or Katz? Somebody did Brack told you today at 10. 10 to the 14. 10? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't I don't see it. Yeah. I don't Hmm. I just I don't know. I just, I, well, we know, I we know Nebraska's not gonna make it. We know Penn State's not gonna make it. Yeah. But really, I guess maybe they're the only two as of right now you can absolutely throw out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I mean we'll see what happens with Michigan. I mean, obviously they've got a ton of talent, but I think they're too talented not to make it. But you, know, yeah. you never know. But I mean, we saw yeah, that with I mean, Duke last year. Yeah, that's true. And Kentucky. Yeah. Um, Every few years Cal does that, which is why that's why I think Cal's an overrated coach. But yeah. I mean, it should be fun. I mean, hopefully we can keep COVID out of it um, and have some fun. But I think, I mean, I think Michigan or the the, the Wisconsin game next week should be a hell of a game. Wisconsin. Yeah, I wish students were there, but yeah, Wisconsin does what Wisconsin does. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of excited to get some meaningful basketball back. Yep, yep. Well, Wisconsin at home next Monday, then at uh, Penn State to pay Michael Shrewsbury a visit. Uh, yep. Next Saturday, which well, I'm sure we'll do a pod sometime next mm-hmm. week to recap the Wisconsin game and preview the Penn State game and recap the bowl game and all that. So, so pretty much we're back after a week yep. hiatus. We're back until till the end of basketball season. So uh, get used to us. Get used to us. So, And uh, before I forget, we got two more sponsors to thank on this podcast who have been loyal uh, sponsors not only through 2021 but also 2020. And one of those is Webb's Family Pharmacy. Uh, Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's uh, is providing flu shots and COVID-19 shots and boosters uh, by appointment. It is simple. I got both of mine done. Just make make an appointment online. Go in. Takes like two seconds. Not really two seconds, but takes a little just a little time. You're in and out. And, uh, and you can do that, and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. And also for all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out their website, webrx.com, or you can just give them a call. Web's Family family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy with a hometown touch. And another Boiler-owned and operated sponsor of the Boiler Breakdown is Strofe Landscaping Nurseries. You can't really see the landscaping outside today, <laughs> at least up here in northern Indiana. We got dumped with a lot of snow. So we just got rain um, here in Indy. It was just it was like yeah, 37 the, all day. It was terrible. The forecast said rain, snow mix, turning to just rain afternoon. Mm-hmm. Afternoon, it turned to just snow. <laughs> we got like two inches of snow, and it came down hot and heavy. And yeah. boy, I had to get the snow scraper out, and the roads were kind of bad. But uh, when it gets warm in the spring, you start thinking about landscaping. Uh, Shrove Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years, and they can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. So contact them for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shrove Landscaping Design, with you in mind. All right, Webby, any final thoughts heading into Thursday, or tomorrow night and Thursday, I guess? Uh, nothing about that. I mean, something we got to mention was basketball got a big commitment for 2023 yes. with the commitment of the hometown kid, I think Draven, Draven, I think his name's Draven, uh, yeah. Gibbs Lawhorn, uh, from yep. originally went to McCutcheon, transferred out to uh, Utah, or was it Nevada? Utah. Utah. But now he's actually going uh, to the school he was originally supposed to go to, uh, which is Monteverde Academy, which is a, a great basketball prep school. Um, but 2023 is a electric guard uh just i mean it just goes to show what guys like carson edwards and 
Jaden Ivey can do for the program and, you know, kind of buck the trend that Purdue can't play, that can't have good guards and we're only a big man school. So hopefully the commitment sticks. Um, you know, obviously commitment or recruiting is a, a fickle being. Um, sure is. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I mean, it may be really cool to have a kid. We feel like we've never really seen in basketball anyways, a, a Lafayette, West Lafayette kid stay home and at least of, of significance. Obviously we've seen the walk-ons and you know, that, but having, you know, obviously we didn't, have, we didn't get a guy like Rob Finnessy who's doing pretty well down South. Um, but having, if, if, if Draven can stick, I think it'd be, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. Coming off an injury, obviously he didn't have the offers that you'd think of a, of a kid ranked highly said, but he came off an injury. So he was getting looked at by the UCLA's, the Gonzaga's of the world out West. So hopefully he can uh, have a big summer and sign in a couple of years. I'm glad you brought that up and also talk about recruiting Brady Allen, uh, Purdue yep. commit for football that will be on campus here in a few weeks uh, for, for the start of spring ball. He won uh, Mr. Football mm-hmm. in Indiana. So it gave Purdue in the last calendar year, Mr. Football, Mr. Basketball and Miss Basketball. And, uh, and hopefully Purdue, she, get, she get the next Mr. Basketball as well. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. Um, either either Smith. Or, or yeah, Brain Smith. Yep. Either one. So uh, that'd be huge. I mean, that's a big deal. That's Purdue's only fourth Mr. Football they've had since the award became a thing in the early 90s. Uh, the other three winners were Desmond Tardy, Jason Warner, and Markel Jones. So uh, I forgot about Tardy. Yeah, he was. He was a, he was a quarterback mobile Central. quarterback at Warren. We yeah. turned him into a wide receiver and a. Uh, had a kick return touchdown against Minnesota and the hook and ladder against Michigan were kind of mm-hmm. his two huge moments at Purdue. So, yep. so I remember the Warren Central coach at the time did not like how Purdue was using Tardy. So he stopped his players from going there for a little <laughs> while. But that pipeline has opened back up, yeah, thank, thank God. God. David Bell. <laughs> thank God. So, uh, yeah, so, so glad you brought that big basketball commitment up. And then we could acknowledge uh, Brady Allen being Mr. Football because he put on quite the show this year statistic-wise. And, yeah. I still think he might he might be the future in a couple of years. We'll see how that pans out. So, Absolutely. Uh, well, with that said, unless you got anything else, let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat those volunteers. Yes, sir.